Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Glad to have you with us. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday, the 23rd of September. What a weekend of sports. We have the Rays hosting the Blue Jays under a week left in the season. And of course, we have the Bucks playing host to the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. Prime time. Two undefeated teams going head-to-head. We're going to break that down, maybe talk about some college sports. The number here is 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email. Get it read on the show. We'll be right back to kick it off. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865-800-291-2865-800-291-2865 that's 800-291-2865. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hope everyone had a great week and getting ready for an even greater weekend of sports in the Tampa area. I couldn't think of a more exciting time right now. The Rays are finishing their season. Eight games left. The Bucks are hosting the Eagles in a huge Monday night primetime game. And a lot to talk about with the Rays on and off the field. First of all, on the field, want to talk about going into the weekend. They're hosting Toronto. Right now, the Rays are 94 wins, 60 losses. Game and a half behind going into the weekend. So we have a huge series against Toronto. And if you remember, we we had that series against Baltimore last weekend. We won the first two games and lost the last two. That last game really was a killer because uh, that gives Baltimore the tiebreaker. So what's so important right now is that we need to win the division. Because I think that even though we've clinched a playoff spot, and, and really we're the second best record in the American League next to Baltimore, we really want to win the division so that we get the time off and are able to deal with the injuries that are just decimating this team all season long. Uh, this past week, if you look, you had Luke Rayleigh. Uh, pinched nerve in his neck, which is making his arm numb from a batting practice incident that happened last Saturday. He's on the 10-day injured reserve list. Of course, you have uh, Jose Siri, who's out for the 10 days, with, or three weeks actually, with the broken hand. Uh, hopefully, Rayleigh can get back before the season's over, they're saying. Of course, we're not sure. You know, McClanahan's gone. You can go up and down the list all season long. But the important thing is that right now, the Rays are in the playoffs, and we have definitely had success during the regular season over the last uh, several years. No doubt about that. We have that formula. We know what to do during the season. Hats off to the organization. 
next man up mentality that starts at the top and works its way down through the farm system and the players cash does a great job managing the team on a day in day out basis i know sometimes i uh, give them a little bit of a hard time regarding some of the moves or lack of moves sometimes uh, in producing maybe some small ball runs when they have to. But overall, he's done an outstanding job when you lose your all-star pitcher in McClanahan. You also lost strings earlier in the season. And then you take away a bat from Franco for reasons that we've discussed already. And next man up just keeps on swinging away. So I think that right now you have to look at the chances of the Rays winning the division. I'd still say they're pretty good. You have eight games left. I've been saying all season long that they're going to win the division. So I hope that they don't make liars out of me. Big weekend coming up, obviously. Toronto in the playoff picture. Uh, it's never easy playing playing the Blue Jays, no matter whether it's up in Canada or down here. They're always going to put up a battle, and we have to take care of business. It seems that every time the Rays win, Baltimore wins. So Baltimore is able to, you know, hats off to them. They've had a great season. Uh, they're 95-58, and 58, like I mentioned, a game ahead of us going into the weekend. What we have to do is... Just keep our heads down and keep focusing on each game as a playoff game. And that's the way to look at it so that when you get done with the season next weekend, we can be a half a game or a game. We'll be a game up, hopefully, by the time all the dust clears and be able to have a couple days off longer than would be if you have to play in the, in the play-in round as a wildcard team. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Go to GBSports.com. Um, send me an email let me know what you think about the Rays right now you look at the people that are doing the job for Tampa Bay I mean Rayleigh was doing a great job before he um, was out there and and, got hurt with that that neck injury you look at some of the people on the team that have been very consistent look at what you know Margot comes back and you know, first game back, second game back, what does he do? Walk off single with you no know, two outs in the ninth inning. Yep, gives us the victory, and, and there we are. So you never know who's going to come through for us. Someone always seems to step up. If you look at um, the Rays, the Diaz having a great season, you look at you know, who's, who's handling the bat. That's going to be the key. If we're able to go out there and manufacture runs, no matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter if we're you know, up by seven or down by three. We need to be able to keep going up there every inning and put runs on the board, keep getting the hits. We need to be aggressive on the base pads. We can't, we can't take chances that you know, are bad chances, but we have to take chances. We can't be conservative in the playoffs. So many times I think that this team knows what it takes during the season to win and get to the playoffs. But once we get to the playoffs, for some reason we get a little tight and we don't play 
loosely as a team. We don't have that that same comfort level. And of course, everything is going to be a little bit different in the playoffs for us. You look at our pitching staff. We're going to go with Glasnow, Savali, and Eflin. We're going to go with those three guys. So if we do not win the division, we're going to have to use those three guys and burn our bullpen in the play-in games. And we don't want to do that. We want to make that's why it's vitally important that out of these next eight games, we go to work and make sure that we are able to go out there and take away a W in more of those games than not. Because when it's all said and done, we want that division title. That's very important. You look at Diaz batting 324, having a great season right now. You look at home runs, Paredes um, 29 home runs, uh, Siri. Siri had 29 home uh, not home runs. Siri had 25 home runs. You look at um, Diaz up there with 20 round baggers. At Rosarino with 23. Uh, Paredes, 92 RBIs. So we're getting it done across the board. Losing Rayleigh, I think, really hurts the situation. He's someone that has been coming through for us in big situations. So we need to make sure that uh, he's going to be out there. I want to get Siri back into the lineup. And you know, with, like I said, with the pitching staff, we want to make sure we can't burn the bullpen and use everyone to be able to not win the division. So you have your choice. Sometimes you kind of get, since you know you're in the playoffs, a lot of times uh, teams will kind of slide in and not really you know, play the last week of the season and try to save some of their players, maybe some player management and give some of the people that need a rest a rest. Right now, I think it's just the opposite for the Rays. We need everyone to be able to produce here in the next eight days. We need everybody out there putting their best foot forward and contributing to this team and making sure that we come away with the victories necessary to put us in first place. We can't win them all, obviously, but I think out of the eight games left, there's no there's no um, reason why we can't take six of them. That may be enough to put us in first place. We'd love to hear your thoughts. JimmyBSports.com. If you want to go to uh, sports at power901.com, let me know what you think um, about the Rays' chances the rest of the season. Let me know what you think the Rays need to do in the playoffs. Do you think they should rest some players now and get them healthy and and ready for the playoffs, or should they go out right now, all guns a-blazing, and make sure that we win the division like I think we do? Let me know. We'll be right back to get keep the show going. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Freedom Junkie Beards. Free your beard from its dismal existence and kick it up a notch. Freedom Junkie Beards is made in the USA with the highest quality ingredients from beard oils, jellies, balms, and waxes to shine, hydrate, smooth, and control frizz to keep that beard in check. 
protect your beard from the elements with an all-star lineup of products from Freedom Junkie Beards. American-made, American-grown. Online at fjbeards.com or text keyword BEARD to 64600. That's 64600 for more information. So if you're ready to join the Freedom Junkie Nation, then let's get bearded. A percentage of all sales are donated to charity supporting wounded veterans and vets with PTSD. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking about the Rays and talking about the Bucks. Have an email from Brock from Lakeland saying, Jimmy B, do you think that this weekend's game for the Bucks is more important than the weekend series for the Rays? What do you think? Well, Brock, that's a great email. Thanks for the question. I, I think that without a doubt, it's much more important for the Rays right now. The Bucks obviously are off to a great start. We're going to be talking about them here in a second. The Rays really need to win every game that they're playing from here on out to be able to win that division. Uh, we, we need being a game and a half down or back in that standings. We need a little bit of help, obviously, from some other teams, which I think we're going to get. But um, it's a great question. As much as I would like to see um, or say that the Bucks game is more important this week, this weekend, it, it's not. The series against. Toronto is more important in my opinion, but thank you so much for that email talking about the Bucks. We know that they you know came back last weekend and you know we did in the Bears 27 to 17. That's on the heels of a 20 to 17 victory the week before up there in Minnesota. So after two weeks, we've won two games. Very hard to do the NFL win any game uh, on any given week any team can beat someone else so uh, those two games are in the books now we look ahead to Monday night 7:15, when we host the birds of Philly as they come down here they're also 2-0 and um, they'll be looking to stay undefeated as will we so what has to happen for, for the Bucks to be able to go out there and um, come away with another W. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think about the, the Bucks so far, what they need to do this week. Do you think that we need to keep Philly's offense off the field? Uh, you know, you can look at it a couple different ways. When you look at the team that we have right now, I think we've done a great job the first two games and only giving up 17 points, 17 points both games. And we're averaging 24 and a half points a game, which is more than the 16 or 17 that we averaged last year with uh, number 12 there, Tom Brady, if you remember that. So as of right now, Mayfield and the Bucks are scoring more points than Brady and the Bucks did last year. So hats off to them. And like I said, those two games are now behind us. And we look forward to the Eagles coming here. It doesn't get any easier because if you look at that NFC South division that the Bucks are in, we're tied right now with the Saints and Atlanta. All three of those teams are 2-0. And we'll be playing the Saints up there 
in New Orleans next weekend. So um, you know how we play up there, and uh, we do have some issues sometimes with them up there. So uh, it's, it's important that you get ready for each game. I'm sure that Coach Bowles will have this team ready. I think he's done a better job this year than he has last year. I think it's um, if you look at the team, they seem to be more of a cohesive group. They seem to be a team that, um, and of course, when you're winning, it makes a difference. No matter what sport you're talking about, winning cures a lot of ills. So when you when you're not winning, you, it's uh, you know there's some finger pointing going on sometimes, and maybe a little bit of dissension or, or whatever amongst the ranks. You may not hear about it, but sometimes it's there. When you're winning, though. It, that all that seems to go away, and I think that right now, um, Bulls learned from some of the mistakes last year, and I think without Brady around, he actually feels a little bit more comfortable in being able to, you know, make some calls that maybe he wouldn't have made last year. Let's see what happens. Now, the Eagles are in town. Philly, as you know, got to the Super Bowl last year, NFC champions. Um, and I think that they're a team that, like I mentioned, also 2-0, and but they really haven't played up to their potential as of yet. Their defensive line is very strong, and we're having some issues running the ball, in my opinion. I think that uh, it's going to be a challenge for us to do that. Now, if you look at Philly's secondary, they're a little bit banged up. They have Bradbury and Blankenship, um, t- two great defenders in the in the backfield there that uh, can really cause problems for opposing teams, along with Darius Slay, obviously. So, if you look at what the Bucks need to do this week, I I really think that they're going to have to take advantage of the secondary of, of Philly and make them tackle, make them tackle. Godwin Evans coming across the middle and put some pressure on them that way. I think that we have the advantage with the receivers in that situation. Both receivers, both Godwin and, of course, Evans can pick up large chunks of yardage after they catch the ball. So maybe some short screens to these guys is going to be something that they can look at. I'm sure that... um, they're going to be able to uh, take advantage of some shots down the field every so often. You're going to have to do that. If you allow Philly's defense to cheat and to stay up and you know, keep them in the box, you're going to really have a hard time um, forcing them to um, allow you any types of options to move the chains. So I think that from a defensive standpoint, I think our defense is going to... You know, keep us close. They're going to keep us in the game. And if you look, that's what we did against the Vikings the first game. That's what we were doing against the Bears. The defense is the pace setter for this team. And what we do, the defense is able to go out there and um, maybe you know put some pressure on Hurts. Don't let him get outside. The, the, the running game for Philly right now maybe isn't the uh, up to where it should be. I think Philly has won two games and they really haven't uh, played all that well. I don't see Hertz playing like he played last year. So I really think that it's a great opportunity for us to go ahead and, and pull one out and uh, you know put another W in our 
pockets. Are we going to be able to do that? Uh, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it would be nice to do that. I really think that Philly's uh, defense, especially all those guys uh, on the defense from Georgia there, <laughs> I think that they're going to really uh, give the Bucks some problems. And in a game of attrition, I think that Philly has the deeper team. Does that mean that the Bucks can't win? Absolutely not. I think what that means is that the Bucks need to play a, a game without any turnovers. They need to play a game where they can you know, grind, the, grind the clock, you know, get some first downs, and keep Philly's offense off the field. If they can keep them off the field as well as um, you know, using their defense to maybe slow down Philly a little bit, then yeah, they have every chance in the world to go out there and uh, you know continue along the path of another victory. We'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com if you want to get your email on the show. We'd love to have that. And you know, we'll be right back to break down some more of the football games this week. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, football fans. We talked about the books. I want to break down some of the rest of the games. Last week, we were able to go 12-4. and four which isn't too bad. Um, but if you're looking at this week's games, you know, the 1 o'clock, you have the Falcons at the Lions. Atlanta's 2-0. and They're playing at Detroit. You want to watch B. John Robinson for Atlanta. He's their number eight pick overall. And um, the Jamar Gibbs is going to be playing in the same game there. So both want to be the best running backs. But so far, Robinson has been um, really on top of his game there for Atlanta. And I think that if you look at what he's doing, I think he's second in the league right now uh, in, in Russia. He's got 180 yards in two games, and he also leads all running backs in receptions. And I think that's saying something, especially when you have the likes of um, McCaffrey over there at San Francisco. So when these two teams get together, uh, you know, you typically have a close game. The Falcons' defensive tackle, Onimata, he's come up big this year so far, and I think that he's going to have a, a, at least one sack in this game. So when you talk about Detroit, you've got to talk about Goff. So far, Jared Goff is... He's got one of the highest on-target rates after two weeks, and his quarterback rating is at uh, 85 or higher in each of the past nine games. So I think that all those things being said, they're playing at Detroit. You have to go with Detroit in a close game in this one. I'm going to pick them by a field goal. You have Buffalo playing at the Commanders. The Commanders are 2-0. and Buffalo is 1-1, one one, if you remember that week one loss up there against the Jets. So um, I think it's going to come down to who wins the battle outside of the pocket. The Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, or 
Washington's defense, and that's going to be the key, I think, of how they can you know, either contain Allen or you know, he's going to go out there and make some big plays, which he's very able to do. I think both these teams are going to get after the quarterback. Uh, I think that you're going to see some good defensive play from both of these teams. Um, I, I think the, Washington has allowed the seventh most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. And Buffalo's wide receivers are pretty good. You know, you have Stephon Gibbs, 17 receptions for 242 yards uh, and a touchdown in two games at Washington. So um, I'm looking for Buffalo to go up there and end Washington's unbeaten streak there. And I'm thinking I'm picking Buffalo by um, six points in this one. The Saints, an NFC South team at the Packers at Lambeau Field. Now, Jordan Love is now settled into the quarterback position at Green Bay after all those years behind Rodgers. Uh, he's going to be going against Saints quarterback Derek Carr. Uh, I, I think that if you look at both of these players, of course, Love is, is, this is his first season starting. So I think that there's going to be times when he learns more than wins. And I think that in this situation... Um, it's going to come down to probably the end. I think a field goal might win this one. I do think that because they're playing at home, I'm going to give the edge to Green Bay at the end on a field goal. Should be a fun game to watch. The Broncos are playing at the Dolphins. Of course, the Dolphins are 2-0. They're off to a good start. They're one of the undefeated teams right now. And they're gonna they're trying to start the season three and all um, again. They they did that last year and they're trying to do that again under Mike McDaniel. Uh, the the Broncos are gonna have to go out there and practice some patience and try to keep Miami's offense off the field. And I know that sounds a lot easier than it really is. Um, they have a quarter cornerback there, Patrick Sertain. He's off to a nice start, but of course Miami has some receivers that they're going to have to uh, go back and forth on in order to contain them. I'm going to think that Miami goes out there. It's going to be it's going to be a higher scoring game than most people think. I think both teams will be in the 30s. I'm looking for the Dolphins to win by a touchdown in this one. You have the Tennessee Titans at the Browns. That's also a one o'clock game. Uh, if you look at what happened last week in the game with Nick Chubb in Cleveland, it was terrible to see the injury that Chubb has. I mean, he's their all-pro running back. He's so consistent year in and year out. So unfortunately, he's not going to be there. And you have to wonder how Deshaun Watson is going to bounce back following a miserable Monday night football performance in which he had a 55% completion percentage was sacked six times and fumbled twice. So anything but a good game for him, that's for sure. And I think that when you're talking about Tennessee, um, you know, I'm not sure that Tennessee has the uh, offense to be able to stay there. They do have a good defense, though. The Browns have a good defense. I'm looking for a low-scoring game. Titans are very good on the road. They're 7-2-1 and one against the spread on the road. But I'm going to go with a, um, Cleveland in this one by a field goal. I think they're going to win, but 20-17 to 17 in this game. And 
you know, hopefully Chubb is able to have a good rehab and get back to his team and um, hopefully sooner rather than later, although it's going to take a while with that injury. Chargers at the Vikings. Both of these teams are 0-2. Surprised that either of these teams, you would think that, you know, they may be 2-0 or at least 1-1. So Herbert, I think, is um, he's due for a good game. Keaton Allen needs 111 rushing yards to pass Lance Allworth for the second most in Chargers history. I think he's going to be able to do that. And I think that the Chargers actually go out and win this game uh, by a field goal. You have the Patriots at the Jets. The Patriots are 0-2. When do you see the Patriots start off a season 0-2? Not too often. So... Uh, Matt Jones against Zach Wilson. Jones kind of you know, regained his footing after a disappointing last year. And, of course, you have Wilson starting for the injured Aaron Rodgers. Um, this game is going to come down to, I think, special teams. I think that you'll see some fake punts. I think that you'll see some runbacks off of punts. And I think that when it comes right down to it, I don't see the Patriots starting off 0-3. So I'm going to say that they go out there and uh, they win this game by a field goal. You also have the Texans at the Jaguars. The Jaguars are 1-1. Texans are yet to win a game. Uh, Of course, you have another injury uh, to C.J. Stroud. You You have Trevor Lawrence, who's the quarterback of Jacksonville. I think that if you... I'll do the X's and O's on, on this game. You're going to see that uh, the Jaguars are going to come out ahead. I'm going with them by 10 points over the Texans and keep the Texans undef- um, un- with zero wins. Unwinnable season so far at 0-3 after this one. You have the Colts at the Ravens. The Ravens are playing well, 2-0. So it's basically going to be Lamar Jackson versus the Colts pass rush. Indianapolis ranks second in the AFC with eight sacks. Then they had six last Sunday against the Texans. So uh, the, the Buffalo, the Baltimore definitely has their work cut out for them. Zay Flowers has 13 receptions in his first two games. So I think that that's something that the Ravens need to pay attention to. And I, I think that if you look at this game, the Ravens are a better team on paper, and they should come out ahead on this one. I'm taking them by seven in this game. A four o'clock game is the Panthers, which is the only team in the NFC South which um, isn't undefeated. They're actually the opposite. They're 0-2 going into this game against the Seahawks. The Seahawks are 1-1. Dalton is going to start the game. So, no, Bryce Young missed the first two days of practice this week. He had an ankle injury. Therefore, Dalton's going to step in and um, try to lead that team. We're going to see what happens. I think that um, the Panthers, they've allowed at least 130 rushing yards in each of their first two games. The Seahawks offensive line ranks seventh in run block. And, you know, the Seahawks, though, they're, uh, they're one and six against the spread as a favorite over the past two seasons. Uh, I'm thinking that Seattle is going to win this game by about 10 points. And I think that um, you're going to see some 
nice uh, play from Tyler Lockett as well. The Bears 0-2 at the Chiefs. The Chiefs even their record at 1-1 last week. Um, probably in this game, it's going to be a, it's going to be a low-scoring game, I believe. Um, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to actually go out there and look to exploit the Bears' defense. But you know, Travis Kelsey is back. Something tells me in this game, though, the Bears are going to let Justin Fields go out there and just play his game. They're not going to try to regulate him too much. They're not going to try to keep him from doing things that he's not comfortable doing. Don't forget, he's just his, um, I think, his second season, so he's still getting used to some of the um, nuances of the NFL. And I think that um, the Chiefs are going to go out there and... I think they're going to win the game. When I was saying low scoring, I, I, me and the Bears, low scoring, the Chiefs are going to put up some points. I think that if you look, Mahomes will probably have four touchdowns, probably two of them to Kelsey. Uh, the Bears may be lucky to be scoring 10 points. So I do think that the Chiefs win this game by probably two to three scores. You have the Cowboys at the Cardinals. The Cowboys are 2-0. and The Cardinals are 0-2. A lot of people pick the Cowboys to win the NFC. Uh, I don't think they're going to actually do that. I, I think that if you look at what happened this week, you also have, um, I think, some injuries to the Cowboys. So uh, Dak Prescott is doing Dak Prescott things, which means he's not doing anything great. He's trying to go out there and not have any turnovers. And when that happens, and when he doesn't get sacked too often, they usually have a, a good outing. Arizona, they're going to have to you know, have more possessions with um, more yards than they have. They've had uh, many possessions with fewer than 20 yards so far, especially when they play the Cowboys, that seems to happen. I think that um, when you break this game down, Dallas, um, he's, they've allowed the third fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. They're going to you know, clamp down, and I would say that it's going to be a long day for the Cardinals, and the Cowboys are going to go out and win this game in a blowout. So take your pick on, you know, you can say 20, 20 points, 30 points even, I think, in this game. You have the Steelers at the Raiders. That's going to be a Sunday night game. Uh, Steelers one and one. The Raiders one and one. Of you know, you have Kenny Pickett for the Steelers. He's uh, the first Steelers quarterback to win a game in the Raiders' home stadium. And I think that if you look at what's going on with Josh Jacobs, I think he's going to get his first hundred-yard rushing game of the season. He had that holdout, as you know, so he's getting back into playing shape now. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's had 116 straight games with a reception, the fifth longest active streak in the league. And I think that, you know, Pittsburgh, you, when you look at the Pittsburgh, they don't go too, you don't out-physical Pittsburgh too often. And so far, that's that's happened to him. Uh, Mike Tomlin typically is, finds a way to get his team ready for the next game. And I'm going to take the Steelers in this one by a field goal. 
Um, of course, that'll bring us to Monday nights. There's two games on Monday night. So, you know, when we talk about, we already talked about what Evans has to do. I think we have a good chance against this um, Eagles secondary with some of their uh, people, Blankenship and um, Bradbury being banged up. And, and I think that uh, you have a versatile tandem like that can't double you can't double one because the other one is going to be open now when you break the teams down I do think that the Eagles defensive line is stronger than the Bucks offensive line like we talked about and it's going to be a, a tough game for the Bucks but funnier things can happen I think it's going to be a closer game than some people say but I do think that the Eagles come away and they're going to probably pull away in the second half of this one and uh, win by 7 to 10 points. And the last game will be the Rams at the Bengals. That's the second part of the two games on Monday night. Uh, the Rams are 1-1. One one. Cincinnati is surprisingly 0-2. Is Joe Burrow going to even be able to play on Sunday? That's the question. You know, he has that right calf injury. Uh, he started the first game of the season. I think he re-injured it. If it's not him, it's going to be backup quarterback Jake Browning. So, uh, tough, tough sledding so far for Cincinnati. And, you know, when you're looking at this game, uh, I'm going to think that playing against the Rams, they have to open it up no matter what. And I think that they will. I don't see them going 0-3. So I'm going to pick the Bengals by a uh, touchdown in this game. Hopefully you did well with the picks last week. And I would love to hear your thoughts on the games this week. If you want to shoot me a text, let me know. Shoot me a jimmybsports.com and the email. Let me know how you're doing so far in your fantasy and we'll be right back to talk more Tampa sports. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling, serving Valrico and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, Fire and Ice will give you an honest estimate on any repairs you might need. Also specializing in new installs, using the industry's highest quality parts and equipment. Don't fall for service time gimmicks that end up sticking you with an overpriced repair bill. Over 25 years of experience dedicated in providing exceptional services. When you don't want service with a guest, call the best. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling. Call 863-797-7096. That's 863-797-7096. Or online at Fire and Ice air.com now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 welcome back college football fans i went a little bit long on the nfl so i do want to touch on some college there are some great games uh today as well uh, I think there's seven matchups of top 25 games. You have number four, Ohio State, playing at number nine, um, Notre Dame. These two teams, um, the Buckeyes are seeking the trip, a return trip to the playoffs. Uh, you have playing in South Bend, which is always tough to do. I'm going to say that the um, Ohio State goes in there and wins this game, although I would not be surprised if Notre Dame comes out of victor. You have number 19, Colorado, at number 11, Oregon. That's a game that's on at 3.30 this afternoon, and that's one of the three Pac-12 contests that have matching ranked opponents. So I think that if you look at uh, what 
Sanders has done there with the remade Colorado Buffaloes team. Uh, they've, they've done some good things the first couple games, but I do think that they're going to come down to earth this weekend, and I would definitely go with Oregon if you're picking in this game uh, today. You also have UCLA at number 10, Utah. That's a 3.30 game also. They've had some entertaining contests, these two teams, over the years, and I think this one's going to be just as entertaining. I'm going to go with Utah in a high-scoring game. You have Oregon State at... Um, number 24, Washington State. Oregon State's 15th right now. Um, you know, this one could actually be uh, a preview of the uh, championship game in, in the Pac-12. These two teams are pretty evenly matched. I think that um, it would be a coin toss to see who wins this one. I'm going to go with Oregon State. In a very close game. Mississippi, number 16 at number 12, Alabama. Uh, you know what happened to Alabama when they came down here. They um, they had a victory against the USF Bulls, but uh, it didn't look pretty at all. And Alabama is not the same as other Alabama teams, but um, playing Ole Miss will be a great matchup. I do think that they right the ship and Bama comes away with the victory in a good game. A lot of people are interested in the Florida State at number 23, Clemson. Florida State moved up to um, number three right now in the country. Uh, Clemson lost the week one at Duke, if you remember. And I think this game is going to really be close. And I think that a lot of people think that Florida State should blow them out. I'm not of that thinking. I think it's going to come down to a close game, and I do think that Florida State will be lucky to win this one. I think they will win by a field goal, but it should be fairly close as well. Number 22, Iowa State at Penn State. That's a 7.30 game tonight. Uh, this is one of the two battles of unbeaten teams in the Big Ten. Um, the other one is Michigan and um, Rutgers, believe it or not. It's going to be a whiteout night at State College, and that always gets the spotlight. Curious things uh, have happened when you have whiteouts up there, so we're going to see what happens. I think that Penn State comes away victorious in this one, barring any unforeseen circumstances. So they're the games, some very good games today. Looking forward to watching them, and a great weekend of sports. The Rays, you know, of course you have the... Uh, Bucks on Monday night and some good college games. So I wanted to get to the Bucks with the stadium. Uh, this week we had some news about St. Pete getting the okay to go ahead and uh, start the stadium for the 2020-28 season. So we're gonna, since we don't have enough time to do it justice, we're gonna break it down more next week. So if you want to send me your thoughts on the news with the Rays in St. Pete, please do. So I have, I'll be able to read more emails on the show next week. Guys, time goes by so fast. I appreciate all the emails and the audience keeps on growing. You've been in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. As always, watch the games, cheer for the home teams, stay vigilant, stay safe. Above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.